Hello and welcome to episode 184 of the Dan York Report. I'm coming at you today from the Rem Akabahara Hotel in Tokyo, Japan. I just got in last night about 4 o'clock, landed in Narita Airport. I'm here today for our Ion Tokyo conference and then I head back home tomorrow, Tuesday the 18th. So I'm actually on the ground here in Tokyo for about maybe 40 hours or so. But just wanted to share some initial reflections as I've been doing on my travel log around here. Uh, you know, landing in Japan is is fascinating in large part just because it's so large. Tokyo, as you fly in and as you see it, it's just gigantic in terms of size. And of course, everything is in Japanese with Japanese writing, although there is a significant amount of English, certainly all around the airport, um, all around the uh, the trains to get here and uh, and everywhere. But, you know, it's just kind of, uh, I guess we as Americans have a lot of stereotypes of Japan, and, and many of those stereotypes are true. There's just tons of neon everywhere. There's lights and LEDs, and I mean, it's just, it's kind of like walking in Times Square, only it's just everywhere. Um, it's just amazing the amount of lights and, and things that are here. Uh, you know, coming off the airport, trying to go and figure out, we had directions. I'm traveling with a colleague of mine, um, and she and I had directions to get to the hotel. We knew we had to take trains or we could take a cab, but it would take a long time and do this. But we figured we'd try the trains and were able to do it once we got some yen so we could pay for the whole route across train companies. And the trains were super efficient, clean, nice. It was really good. We were on the Kensei Skyliner out of the airport uh, to a <clears throat> place called Napoli where we switched to a more regular kind of commuter rail train. And, uh, and took that. The subway map of Tokyo is pretty amazing, just in the size of it. And uh, looking around at all the different lines and stops and everything, you just and you realize that the little bit of travel we did was only up in a very tiny corner of that overall map. Pretty, uh, pretty amazing. We uh, we found our hotel with little problem, uh, other than figuring out which door to the train station to walk out to get there. But thankfully, my colleague Megan Cruz has um, she has T-Mobile as a carrier, and they have international, um, wonderful international data rates. And so she was able to go and use the internet to go and use Google Maps to find out where we needed to go. I, on the other hand, have Verizon at home, which has capability of when you travel, but the problem is that it's at outrageous rates, like $20 for a megabyte or something stupid like that. So you, you pretty much, I never, pretty much never use my data plan unless it's really urgent. Now, I would switch to T-Mobile if I could, um, except for the fact that T-Mobile has absolutely miserable coverage in southwestern New Hampshire, where I live. So I'd have awesome coverage and, and awesome data coverage in places like uh, Tokyo, but I wouldn't in New Hampshire, where I spend most of my time. So not a good trade-off in that regard. But we got here to the hotel, checked in. The rooms are uh, are tiny. They're, you know, it's very efficient. It's just a bed and a small little desk and a chair that's in front of the desk and, and a small little bathroom and shower and, and that's all. And it's fine. I mean, you know, it's not, I'm not like I'm going to spend time here. It's, it's just that I'm sleeping here and doing that and it's super efficient and all is good. It's just kind of funny because I just came from Hawaii where we were in typical American hotel rooms uh, in the U.S. that tend to be bigger and tend to be more of a place for you to maybe go and hang out or stay for a little bit and stuff. I mean, my room wasn't too huge in Honolulu, but it, it did have what well, had two beds, and it was, uh, which was kind of silly for me. But 
it you know and it was just larger that you could spend some time there and there was a bigger desk and chair and all that but not here this is a small little space not a whole lot bigger than the elevator that we came up in but it was um but it's fine you know it's it's a it's a hotel room it's good clean nice all that and uh and it's just interesting because they do pack them in here you know and 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 it's interesting too you know some some of the little things a lot when you travel a lot's the same but then sometimes it's the little things that make a difference like turning on the shower and figuring that out or or in this case in the hotel here you know um going to the bathroom and flushing a toilet because the toilet didn't have any of the kind of typical levers or buttons that you had and over on the side there was an electronic gadget which turned out to be where the button was but all written in Japanese, of course, but I f- eventually figured out by pushing enough stuff that if I pushed the button on the top of this thing next to it, it would, it would do that. But sometimes it's just those little things. Because, of course, this electronic gadget also had all the different kinds of bidet functions and other kinds of things you might want to do when you're sitting there. But anyway, um, you know, we went, uh, we went out to dinner. We're both, we were both fried, exhausted after a nine-hour trip plus a couple of hours of other travel on either end. And so we just wanted a quick dinner and then collapse. And so we went out to go look for a quick dinner and, um, you know, we're, we're just roaming around and looking at places and not wanting to eat at any of the typical chains that, that are here. Um, you know, we went to a, a place that had a bunch of different menus of restaurants, all of which were Japanese, and they promised English menus in some cases, but they weren't, you couldn't find them there. We, we sort of randomly chose one um, and uh, went in there. And, you know, it, I've heard of this, and, but I, I honestly haven't traveled in Japan where you take off your shoes immediately upon entering the restaurant, and they gave us little lockers that we could put our shoes in. And you walk out there, and then you dip, you duck down and dip under to go sit down on a on a, a um, on a table and such that's really almost down at floor level. It's about six inches off of the floor by the time you sat in the depressed uh, seatings. And so the waiters and waitresses would come by, and they'd kneel down and talk to you and, and do all this and everything. And the English menu turned out to be one-line little phrases in the midst of all the Japanese that was there. So, you know, we ordered by pictures and by some of the phrases, and it was good. It was a nice meal of just some little, we would kind of think of it like a tapas bar or something where you'd have little little orders of things that then you, uh, you had. But it was good. It was cool. And it was, a, you know, certainly a unique experience. <laughs> Just trying to sort through the menu. Step one when you come into Japan. Try to see if you can order off the menu in some way. Uh, and then after that, we walked around and saw some of the, the lights and went into some stores. There was one, the Yodobashi Akiba, which is a gigantic uh, electronics and home appliances, what we would call in the States a department store in many ways, but that doesn't really define what this was. It was nine floors each one of which would be about the size of like a fairly large Target or Walmart or something in the United States, um, and just filled with electronics, filled with um, home appliances, filled with everything. You just kind of walk through, and, and there were nine floors of this, and you just went through kind of on a constant sense of overstimulation and looking at some of the absolutely amazing electronics, amazing devices, amazing TVs, just all sorts of things, and, and then the equally kind of just like, what? you know, kind of stuff, all sorts of things. It was absolutely amazing. So after that, we went our separate ways and, and uh, just crashed. And today we are, we get up, we'll be getting up and meeting. I'll meet my colleague in a, about an hour or so, and we'll head over to the conference venue that we're here for, where we're going to be presenting as part of the Internet uh, Japan Internet Week this week and the IPv6 Summit that's happening today. We're 
presenting about some of these new technologies and, and more importantly, we're interacting with some of the operators here to find out about what we can do to help them accelerate their use of these key standards. That's really what I'm doing here and that will be the day and it will be webcast live as well. But anyway, that's just some initial thoughts from being here in Tokyo. Amazing place, full of lights, full of energy activity, full of uh, things that are just a little different and strange to an American visiting for the first time. And uh, we'll see what, what adventures today brings. It shall be interesting and fun. Anyway, you can leave comments here at soundcloud.com slash danyork or anywhere else this is posted. And more of my audio and writing can be found at danyork.me. Thank you for listening. Bye for now.